Good evening, Monsieur Sexy Pants. <laughs> Babe, you can't use our code names on air. Okay, I'm okay. so sorry. Uh, bonjour. How are you, Fluffy Bunny? <laughs> uh, um, I'm good, thank you. You are wrapped head to toe in a blanket. Are you freezing cold? I'm a little cold. I'm a little cold, but also Cindy dropped off a little present for me, which was this nice fuzzy blanket, so I just wanted to use it. Oh my gosh, you're so ridiculous. Well, it's ridiculously cute. Is Thank what I remember you. that. Sorry, Thank that sounded you. bad. What was mm-hmm. supposed to be? Mm-hmm. This week was a little rough. Obviously, we had Ben's funeral, and then this week we we're kind of in a daze. Yeah, at least that's what it felt like to me. It's a weird week. And then not speaking at the school got me out of routine, so I, I just kind of bounced around this week, thinking, "Wait, where am I? What am I doing?" Yeah, and then Emma, Emma, <laughs> that did happen. <laughs> I yes. got canceled because of weather. Because of severe weather. Severe weather, yeah. But it didn't turn out to be, well, I, I suppose it did, didn't oh, it? it? Did. There's lots of rain and yeah. like lots of light. People would have been caught in the rain, either bad, coming yeah. or going, and it would not have been pretty at all. Yeah. Um, it was a busy week for dates. It was. It was a date-taculous week. <laughs> <laughs> have you been drinking? No. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, we were out three times this week, or I was out was three times this week. Day terrific. You no, were out as you, well. You were. We only had two dates. Just because you had a man date with Danny does not mean that we had three dates. Just keeping the bromance alive. Oh, that's right. Well, yes, uh, <laughs> I took you on a date. Um, your favorite little author, Danielle Walker, mm-hmm. was in town. I don't even remember how I found out she was in town, but I found out a couple of weeks ago, and so I just booked tickets to go see her. You did, which was just super exciting. We did drive in horrendous torrential downpour to get there but i mean you can't really control the weather that was nice and then you got your photograph taken with her and yeah you instagrammed her and then she instagrammed you it's true so you're not like instagram friends um yeah i don't i don't think so i mean you know i don't think she's following me or anything (laughs) and then we went for some pho some vietnamese food we did because we miss our foamy 99 yeah, even though it's pronounced Fami 99. Well, we have our whole lives pronounced it Fomi 99. We have. And I shall continue to say it that way. Right. But we anyway, the point was we went for Vietnamese food and it wasn't that great. It really wasn't, Which, sadly. But still, it was nice to be out. It was. It was and nice. no kids. It was. Yeah. And the tea was good. It was great jasmine tea. It was very good jasmine tea. I just probably wouldn't eat any of the food. I would just have the tea. Right. Which I wouldn't drive that far for tea. Okay. So never mind. <laughs> I'm glad we spent so much time on that. And then we got to catch up with Jeff and Becky. They're back from Romania. Yes. They looked like they had an amazing time. You know it's bad when you outlast Jeff and Becky. Yes, because typically they're ready for you to stay at their house until midnight they're still talking. Like, and, well, let's do this. But oh, they faded oh, pretty quick. Yeah. Thanks to the powers of jet lag. Poor honeys. I know. Yes, they were exhausted. Um, I've been spending the last two days... Trying to repair our screened-in porch. You have, darling. And I've had this revelation that I am not naturally gifted at work that requires skilled manual labor. I, I don't necessarily think that that's true. I think it's that you can't move at the speed you would like to or that you're used to moving at when you do other things that you're very good at. Because I'm not naturally gifted in this area. But you're still doing a great job. You're very, very kind. I don't feel like I'm doing a great job. I feel like I'm doing a very slow, arduous, frustrating task that seems a little beyond my capabilities. Oh, I have great confidence in you. It's going to be fine. 
Well, Josh came over yesterday and helped, and I was amazed at how two pairs of hands dramatically increased our productivity. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I will put you so to work tomorrow. If you grew an extra set of arms, you would do it faster? Yes, but there would be some interesting side effects. There yeah, really would be. <laughs> children would be scared, no doubt. <laughs> Speaking of which, our children were completely adorable this week. They are. As opposed to every other week when they're just... But there was some just highlight moments, wasn't there, this week? Yes, I, so I put cute. this on Facebook, but we were having dinner, family dinner, and I was asking the girls how you know school was, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Tia, our five-year-old, she said, um, she said Daddy, it's uh, Fat Jenny's birthday on Friday. Uh-huh. I just about spat uh-huh. my food out. I was like, I, 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 beg, I beg your pardon, Tia? And she was like, it's Fat Jenny's birthday on Friday. I was like, Tia, it's not nice to call somebody fat. And she was like, yeah, but she she's really fat. And I'm like... Yeah, but even if they're fat, darling, it's not nice to call people fat. Oh. Well, well how are you going to know if I'm talking about fat Jenny or mean Jenny? <laughs> it's like, oh, you are adorable. Yeah, it was everything we could do not to just choke on our food or just start howling laughing. Oh, my god, So funny. And then we were driving in the car uh, during the week as well. And uh, Tia's been learning all about apples. And so she's like, mommy, did you know that an apple is just like the earth. And I was like, what? And she said, they're exactly the same. They're just like the earth. And I said, well, explain that. She said, well, apple has a skin and the earth has a crust. And then there's like some other stuff in the middle or some other stuff in between. And then there's a core and they both have a core. And I said, well, what's what's the other stuff in between? And she goes, I don't know, mommy. I'm only five. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like she learns like I learn. Here's something that's interesting to me and the rest I just tuned out. It was adorable. Okay, this week. And, and then there was MJ. He's been so cute. Oh, he has. Oh, he's so cuddly and sweet, and he just wants daddy. Yeah, and he's learned some cuss words. And you know what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I joke. I jest. But I, I t- it's a couple of times that I've taken him out, uh, and Alan's at home doing the fencing in, you know, when you've been at home doing the screened-in porch or whatever. Right. And the whole time he just talks about you. Dada? Ball, and dada, it's out, hysterical. Dada. He just wants to be outside with me. He does. So he kicks a ball around. Yeah. And I try and avoid him running into me while I'm on the ladder with power tools. Right. So far, so good. But no it's trips been so accident. cute when 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 you're down low and you're like doing the bottom bits of the screened in porch, and he can actually get to you. He comes in over and leans up against you or steals a cuddle, which is absolutely you. adorable. So cute. Yeah, it's very cute. Yeah. Um, our topic for discussion this week. A little yes. bit behind the scenes. Normally when we do these podcasts, I think it would be fair to say I usually nominate suggestions or nominate topics rather. And you're like, yes, let's do that. But yeah, this week most, you mostly, nominated yeah. the topic. I did. You were very excited to talk about your favorite thing. Yes. Which is? Other than Jesus, it's food. Okay. <laughs> it is. It's food. We're going to talk about food. Food. Because let's face facts. We talk about food. Even when we're not talking about food. That's true. So we might as well just spend a time talking about food. And you even have a favorite verse. I do. Acts 10, verse 13. Yes. It's, what, and how does that go? It's the barbecue verse. Get up, kill, and eat. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> if Ron Swanson read I the Bible, that would obey, be his Lord. favorite. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, food, of course, is very important because if you don't eat it, you die, as uh, Tia will tell me often. Yes. But yes. how did you get into food? Because um, you are into food. I a cursory glance at your Instagram feed. I'm very into food. Would suggest you're into food. Yes, I might be a foodie. And I am a very blessed beneficiary of your 
interest in food. Eater of the foodie. But where did it begin? Um, it began. Well, my, both my parents were really good cooks. Both mm-hmm. of them did gourmet cooking courses and that kind of stuff. And so, you know, growing up, I never had whatever fish sticks and chicken nuggets and stuff like that. We had real food. So we'd have, you know, I don't roasts and stuffed chicken breasts and, you know, right. chicken cordon bleu and that kind of stuff. Sorry, chicken cordon what? Bleu. Thank you. <laughs> it amazes me that you've lived in Canada for the vast majority of your life and yet you don't speak a lick of French. <laughs> I do speak a lick of French. You do? Yes. Je voudrais parler en français aujourd'hui. <laughs> no, thank you. Pourquoi? <laughs> Listen, I... The and French, there we go. The French language is a confusing language. It is a beautiful language. It is beautiful to listen to, but it is a confusing language because you have to know which sex inanimate objects are. Right. And to me, that makes no sense. There are millions of children that speak French. So if a child can learn to speak French, surely... Yes, but those children don't look happy to me because they look confused <laughs> as well. <laughs> Forgive all. Okay. We'll, just, we'll gloss <laughs> over that racial slur and just move on. All right, so your parents taught you to uh, cook but not speak French. Yes, um, as neither of my parents actually speak French either. But that's probably not what we're talking about. No. Yeah, so, but they didn't really teach me to cook. They just cooked well. They never really taught All us. All right, so that was your norm, to mm-hmm. eat good mm-hmm. quality food. Yep, and then when I lived with my dad for a while, he started teaching me how to cook because he realized I could cook absolutely nothing. And, it's hard uh, for me to think of that time in your life when you couldn't cook anything. I know. And then uh, my first roommate uh, after dad died was uh, my friend Laura, and her parents we're Italian. She cooked everything from scratch, made her own gnocchi, made her own whatever. And she sort of took me under her wing and decided I needed to learn how to cook something. Right. And so she got me interested in how fun it could be. My dad, my dad had a lot of fun cooking too. He used to sing while he cooked. Um, but I started thinking, Oh, actually I quite enjoy this. And I think I might even be good at it. Like I could smell things and figure out if they could be good together without actually putting it in, in messing something up. You were like that rat and ratatouille. Yes, just exactly. like the rat and rescue. Yeah. Thanks, darling. Yes, go on, go on. Um, so yeah, so I, I, uh, I was eating those kinds of food, um, but then I started really enjoying ethnic food, and so when I started getting a bit more confidence, I started trying to cook more ethnic foods, which is probably more of the kind of stuff I cook now. Right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So, love Thai food. Love. Indian food, all that kind of stuff. What about you, baby? I have never really needed to cook. I do enjoy cooking. You're actually quite good at cooking, darling. Thank you. Do you remember the first meal I ever cooked for you? I do. You made me a lemon chicken and a couscous. <laughs> and a couscous. I just well, I can't remember couscous. the kind of couscous it was. It was some sort of a it was apricot like peach. Oh, okay, apricot. peach apricot couscous with yeah with chicken breast. Anyway, I I you know I quite enjoy. I think I more enjoy the hosting side of it. Like mm-hmm. I think we both enjoy having people over for dinner. Yeah, we love it. You enjoy cooking. I enjoy, um, you know, cooking meat on the grill and. Like yeah, I, think I like the and, creative end of making the food, and you like the creative end of making everything look beautiful. Yeah, um, but I didn't really need to learn to cook. I mean, I guess I did because I was unmarried for a long time and so cooked for myself. But it was more rudimentary and, and very elementary. It's like, oh, I need 
carbohydrates and proteins, and so I will cook these. It, you know, it just fulfilled a function rather than you seem to derive an enormous amount of pleasure from preparing the food, from researching, from thinking about recipes, from actually preparing the food, creating the food, and then eating the food. I come in at the end and eat the food and think, my gosh, that was absolutely amazing. I would say it's my main creative outlet. Right. So, yeah, I love it. I also love eating something somewhere and figuring out what's in it and then recreating at home and, you know, switching it up to what I would want. But, you know what I mean? I, I love all that kind of stuff. We've been very fortunate to eat in places all over the world. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about some of your favorite food from around the world. Um, love sushi. Still love sushi. But isn't it true that when you went to Japan, you couldn't eat any because you were pregnant? No, I ate sushi even though I was pregnant. Oh, you did? I don't remember mm-hmm. that part. Sorry. I, I just remember being at that sushi three, restaurant <laughs> and a lot of it going past you and you couldn't eat it. Well, some of it, if I wasn't sure if it you know, was potentially high mercury or something, I didn't eat it. But but I, I did still eat sushi. Oh, you did? I was six months pregnant at that point. I wasn't being sick anymore. With all three kids, I ate sushi. I think... Uh, I mean, I, I don't think the Japanese people stop eating sushi when they're pregnant. No. Can you imagine? No. Anyway. <laughs> I never ate sushi. In fact, our very first pre-date date was a sushi restaurant. It was. You did very well. And I, Well, I'd calm. never been before, I'd, you know. <laughs> and you have all this fear of like, oh my gosh, you're going to be eating raw fish. And, and the concept sounded so alien and foreign. And then, of course, we went to an authentic sushi restaurant where... They spoke virtually no English. And I didn't have a clue what I was doing. You had to talk me through it and I wasn't quite sure what we were doing. Well, I think doing. I just ordered your food. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and yeah, but uh, I completely agree. The sushi is just absolutely delicious. And it's delicious as we, long as you have good sushi. You can't have, you know, gas station sushi. Yeah, or like Kroger sushi, or you know what I mean. Like just if that is not good sushi, that's like having cardboard pizza. I mean, yeah, that's like having a McDonald's burger and saying that you made yourself a cheeseburger. Yeah, or you know, or saying, "Oh, I don't like cheeseburgers because I had McDonald's." When you're right. like, "Yeah, but have you had Burger Up?" Good, good point. Well played. Thank you. Okay, so you love sushi. What else from around the world? Um, oh, from around the world, I love obviously I love Thai food. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Indian food. I pretty much like ethnic food. Yeah, I've never met a food group I don't like. <laughs> as my tummy will bear I have, witness. I have Ethiopian food. I can't stand it. It's just disgusting food. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> so we've alienated the French and Ethiopians. I'm, I'm sorry, Jenny. My, one of my really good friends, Jenny, grew up in Ethiopia, and every single one of her birthdays, we'd have to go to this authentic <laughs> Ethiopian restaurant for food, and you eat everything with your fingers, except that they have these, like, what look like soggy washcloths, but they say is bread, and it smells like a dirty nappy, and you can pick up your food with that instead if you want, and then eat this nasty, spongy stuff. <laughs> what do you really think about it? Oh, it was though? horrible. <laughs> and I like every year I'd go, I love you, so I'll go, and then I'd just sit there and be like, this is so gross, but she loved it. So. Okay, give me your top three meals you've ever eaten. That I love, like, the most? Well, no, no. Top three dining experiences of your life. Ooh, hard. Okay, there is a place that my dad and mom used to go on really, really super special occasions called the Octagon, which is in Toronto, north end of the city. And my dad took me there. And usually we'd have lobster or you'd have surf and turf, but it was just so good. And, you know, you'd have like lobster thermidor and really, really good stuff. Oh, that's one. One. Um, on our honeymoon, when we went to um, 
the one place that was like, you're supposed to wear a shirt and tie, but they let us in anyway. That was at like the five star Floridian something. Oh, the restaurant, like Grand Floridian Lodge in Disney World. And they let us in. And that was, I just remember thinking, oh, so. Yeah, that was pretty divine. Fantastic. Number three. What would number three be? Mm, Quite possibly uh, eating in Iceland. That the salmon or the lamb, like any of the or anything there. in Iceland, anything in Iceland. I I I remember, you know, we'd we'd be. Play, I remember being in Norway, for example, and commenting on how delicious the water was. Which mm. I know that sounds absurd, right? I but know, like just I the know, regular tap water. I know that sounds ridiculous right. to say. How could water taste so good? But I remember being there with a friend, and a friend said, "Oh, you haven't tasted anything. Wait till you go to Iceland." And so when we went to Iceland. And drank their water. Fantastic. So if you start with the baseline thing you need for cooking, water, it is so much better in Iceland than anywhere else on the planet that I've had water. So then their salmon and then their lamb. So like a lot of the food we would eat, and I don't mean this in any way to be disrespectful or insulting at all, would be what I would call fairly traditional plain meals. So you might have some lamb and some potatoes and you know vegetables some vegetables maybe some carrots something like that that in and of itself doesn't sound particularly flash particularly flavorful but my gosh the the actual ingredients right were unlike anything i've ever tasted right best lamb carrots and potatoes you've ever had unbelievable (laughs) i remember balder going fishing catching some salmon gutting it in the sink chopping it up and then we ate it oh and it was fantastic gosh unbelievable so much so that when our friends from iceland are here in North America, they will not order salmon. Well, they won't order fish at all. No. No fish. Because they're just like, what's the point? They don't drink the water. They can't they even have, have, have the have soda because it's made with water that is, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's your three. Yeah, what are your three? What was the place we went to last year for our honeymoon, the steak place up in Nashville? <gasps> um, Kane Prime. I was going to say Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> That's the person, isn't it? That's the person. Yes, we never ate Kane. Kanye West. That's right. Kane Prime. Kane Prime. is a steakhouse in Nashville. Yes. It's possibly the most expensive meal I've ever paid for. It's expensive, yeah. But it was, you know, so everything was delicious. good. I Yes, yummy. Everything was absolutely amazing. The steak was like cutting butter. Yeah. Um, We've had so many good meals with Gary and Sarah Morgan. We have. Uh, you know, around the world in different places. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if that, I mean, to be sure the food was amazing, but obviously the company makes things absolutely incredible. And then I'm trying to think of a third meal that we've had. I'm scratching my head here that, I mean, here's the thing. We've had so many good meals, but um, <laughs> like, I don't know. We've had, we have know. had a lot of good meals. Yeah, I don't want to be definitive. I'm I'm holding out on two, and my third one's yet to be determined. Okay. I'll in future episodes I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll let you know as I ponder it. Yeah. Um, as we come into fall, tell me what your go-to comfort foods are. Well, um, my go-to comfort foods probably soups. I made a great soup today. You did. I kind of garbed up a soup. I think that's what I like. One of the things I like best about cooking is. The trouble with soups is it kind of feels like you're drinking rather than eating. Why? You used a spoon. Right, but it's all fluid. 
Well, it was a really thick soup. Don't argue. I'm just telling you. This is it's like drinking. I want something to chew before okay. I have to swallow. I'll try and keep that in mind. Thanks. I'll, and you I'll idle things in you your soup. Blender a cow and say there was a meal. <laughs> All right. So soups. What else? Soups. Um, I don't know because I because now that we're like completely grain free, like last year I was doing a lot of quinoa and stuff like that, and every once in a while I do risotto. So I'll probably mm. still be cooking all that stuff for the kids, but. Um, I've got one for you. What? Your sweet potato fries. Oh, yes, they are yummy. Mm-hmm. I could probably eat those every day quite happily. I suggest that we finish this podcast and you go downstairs and make me some sweet potato fries. Oh, oh do you? <laughs> Just thrown out there. I suggest. Do you What's get the that? idea out of your head because I want to go to bed? <laughs> you think that's a brilliant idea? Okay, me and the Holy Spirit agree. <laughs> well, good. He can show you how to make them. <laughs> <laughs> My probably go-to comfort food has got to be chocolate. Yes. The kids brought home Hershey's this week from school. Hershey's is revolting. It is. It's from the culinary pits of hell. It's absolutely it horrendous. Yes. And so Abby was all excited. Hey, Daddy, I got a Hershey's chocolate bar. And I said, honey, I'm going to tell you straight. It is the most disgusting thing you could possibly eat. And she was like, really? I was like, yeah, honey, I'm fine for you to have chocolate. But please, let me go buy you some decent chocolate. <laughs> She's like, well, can I try it? I was like, sure. This will be like smoking cigarettes. I'm going to make you eat a bar of Hershey's, then you will never, ever touch it again in your life. Didn't your dad do that with you? Like, or no. fed you cigarettes so you'd never smoke no. cigarettes? Okay, it's a great parenting move. I can't wait to try it with my kids. But anyway, yeah, get find some good chocolate. Um, Did you do that then? Did you let her have the Hershey's? No, she just said, I don't want it. Oh. I was like, good girl. Well, you just listen good. to your father in the ways of wisdom. Right. Uh, so we'll go get her some lint or some imported chocolate for sure. Um, closing thoughts. Well, we didn't we didn't talk about any of our disgusting foods from around the world. Who wants to hear about disgusting foods? Well, some people not may not realize that these interesting food groups exist, like sheep face. Sheep face in Iceland. Yep. The century egg in Singapore. It's an egg that's been soaked in horse urine until it turns black. Disgusting. Yes. Then one time we were in Japan and. Our dear friend took us out for dinner and he, of course, ordered for us because we didn't understand anything on the menu, given that we don't read Japanese. And he struggled to interpret what it was we were eating. So he pulled out his little English. And I had asked what he was ordering because Mm -hmm. I was still had a queasy stomach because I was pregnant with Abby at the time. So I was trying to say, hey, we need real plain stuff like chicken or steak or whatever. So he pulls out his little you know, digital Japanese to English dictionary and, you know, looks up and then shows me it. And the dictionary definition is the best part of the cow's thorax. And I was like, uh, I'm glad it's not the worst part of the cow's (laughs) thorax, but I'd like to pass on eating that cow's thorax at all. (laughs) And then there was pig bladder. The best part of the pig bladder. And then there was some sort of sex organ. And these were what he was going to order. That's, that was the plan. That is what he ordered. I was just like, ah. We asked for steak, didn't we? We're like, um, so. Sorry to be so Western, but. Yes. He was very gracious. Yeah, he was very, very gracious. Yes. Yep, we've eaten some pretty strange things. Well, no, we haven't. I refuse to eat any of those things. We've been offered some fairly strange That's things. That's much better. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't eat lamb face, but our friends... Sheep face. Sheep's face. I don't know if there's a difference, but they called it sheep face. You had to scrape it off the 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 face of the sheep with your teeth. It was basically like they just removed the skin, and there it is, just the meat and the eyeball staring at you. Aren't half we glad we sh- continued this thread of conversation? <laughs> it was so gross. But they loved it. We did not try it, however. 
This week we have an Heaven Declares Conference coming up. We do. This is going to be a great week. Oh, I'm so excited about it. I'm this so week. excited about it. We teach on sex for the first two days at the yep. school. Whoop, whoop. Well, it's not that we teach on sex, we teach on sexual purity. Yes. But in the process of teaching on sexual purity, we talk about sex and sexuality. So that's fun. I love our students. I love getting to be with them. It's very good. And then Wednesday and Thursday just take care of themselves with meetings and then boom, we're in a Friday and it's conference. It is. And I'm so excited. It's true. Chris McClarney's leading worship. Awesome. Along with Jesse Early. That's right. It's like just Christmas whoop, whoop. every time. Yeah, it's really good. And uh, yeah, I'm super excited about it. It's going to be awesome. CRT. Mm-hmm. Who um, will have, I'm, I think I'm emceeing from, so I'm trying to work out ways to mock him mercilessly. That would be funny. Well, but you know that if you do that, he'll just, as soon as he's got the microphone, you're toast. He is very quick-witted. He's, yeah. <laughs> my only hope is that Louise will take my side, otherwise I'm doomed. Um, uh, yes. Well. Good. Well, listen, you beautiful people. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in and listening. Oh, we hope you have an amazing week. Um, yeah, we hope you have an amazing week. I don't know what your dream life has been like this week, but my dream life was off the charts. Yeah, crazy week too. Yeah, we had the same dreams. Wow. Well, we, the same people appearing in our dreams. Yeah. So anyway, I want to pray for everybody who's listening. Father, I ask that um, you would just pour out your Holy Spirit on everybody who's listening to this, that they would have incredible dreams this week, Lord, that you would begin to fill people's hearts with hope and with excitement about the future and about the destiny that they have. And Lord, I thank you for the gift of food. And as we're eating food mm-hmm. this week, Lord, would we stop and would we think about you the giver of all good things. We love you. You're amazing. And we bless everybody who's listening. Yeah. Amen. Amen.